Welcome to season four of the 15-ish minute coffee chat, a conversation every business owner needs to hear. This week, we're we're discussing optimization, putting the right systems in place with Becky Hoy, founder of Brave Crates and Subbox Systems and co-founder of Pillar, Digital Retreat for Deployment Countdowns. But before we introduce Becky, we want all of you to join in it join us today and let us know do you currently have systems in place so systems that's what we're talking about today right yes we i was excited we actually just spent like 15 minutes backstage with becky discussing systems coffee people we know all the things and um yeah i'm excited for today I know it's going to be really good. I mean, a lot, when we say systems, a lot of people are like, what do you mean by systems? Like what mm-hmm. really it's, it's, it's what makes your entrepreneurial business run. It's like all the things that you have, your organizational tools, your technology, your, you know, I don't yeah. I'm blanking here. No, I hear you. Well, here's the thing, right? We're taught, we were uh, like, uh, Becky has done a lot, like a lot of things. And I was just telling her, I geeked out more about her and like knowing how she ran her pillar um, summit. Like that was like my biggest thing, even though like all the other things are just as amazing. I just, I had, if I had to pick one was how she like effortlessly looked on our end um, how she ran it. And so, but she had systems in place to do that. Um, and again, and also I'm a lover of subscription boxes and she also runs that as well. She has that mm-hmm. business in place, but she has a system anyway. And that's what we're kind of talking about today is, is those things, but let's bring up her bio and then Anna's going to like tell you all the good things about her. So hold on, let me bring the bio in. This is Becky. All Go right. Ahead, Anna. Yes. So Becky calls herself an operations nerd and an accidental entrepreneur, which I'm excited to kind of hear a little bit more about, like kind of how that happens. I know it happens. I am one as well. I mean, Selena is the one who was like, hey, you should do this. I'm like, okay. Anyway, but back to Becky. So operations nerd and accidental entrepreneur, she's the creator and owner of Brave Crate, which is the curated monthly deployment countdown box for military spouses. So can I just tell you, like in the height of my military spouseness, this would have been amazing. So I love that she's doing this for people. Yeah. And then in 2021, Becky launched her own online business management team, Subbox Systems, and Subbox Systems supports growing subscription box and product-based businesses with low-touch, high-impact systems. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, low-touch, high-impact systems. And we're going to get all of Becky's knowledge and bringing it right back to you guys. So super excited. All right, let's bring her in. Shall we bring her in? Yeah, let's bring her in. Welcome to the show, Becky. Yes, welcome to the show. So having me. We're excited. Yeah. So okay, so before we get started, um, we do have already a couple of comments, which is hilarious. So by systems, you mean piles of stuff on my desk. <laughs> and then Christina popped in and said, "Yes, I need this." So we're excited to help you out, Christina, this morning. Yeah, we need Becky in our life today, right? Everybody, like a perfect way to start Monday. So exactly. And while you're watching, if you didn't hear, pop into the comments. Do you have systems in place right now? 
Yeah. You feel good about your systems in place. You know, give us some give us some feedback so we can throw throw your comments up in the thing. Yes. Yes. Okay. Before we get started, we always love to do our coffee chat selfie with our guests so we don't forget because we get really excited. Yeah. Zhuzh up the hair. Becky looks so good. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody on three. One, two, three. Okay. Everybody's like, so do you take a picture? And we're like, no, we just screenshot it later after. Like, that's the techie stuff, right? So, yeah, it's not even exactly. Not even really an image. All right. Okay, we're going to be moving Becky's face up here because what we love to do is um, we like we had our guest Lauren Brun on, um, who is a mental health specialist, and um, we felt it's important to kind of like talk about mental health, especially in business, because we know that's a big part of being successful. Right? Is is having a good clean, whatever. I don't know. This is why I told Becky, Anna is the wordsmith and I'm the blah. I think it's just Monday today. I'm having as I'm like, and you know, all that stuff. Verbal words. So we're just going to let Becky talk a lot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I'm going to pop up our question and Anna is going to ask, hold on. Let me move this like this. There we go. All right. Go ahead, Anna. Yeah. Okay, so let me take that ticker down so everybody can see what we're asking you. So, Becky, how are your values reflected in your business and career? I love this question. This is such an important question, especially when we're thinking about the back end operations of our business, because really, let me take a quick step back before I answer this question. When I say the word operations and systems, I mean the backside of your business. So we're talking about all of the things that allow you to create and deliver your product, whatever your product is, if that's coaching, if that's a course, if that's a physical product, um, uh, some sort of service, that's what we're talking about. So when we are setting up our businesses on the back end, it, I think it's so important that we're thinking about our values and using it as a decision-making tool. And I would say in my own business and my own professional career, one of the things that I highly value is connection. And so I mean that in terms of connection with the people I'm working with and serving, but also connection with my inner circle, the folks who are the closest to me, my family, my friends. And so it kind of plays itself out in two ways. Um, and both of them have to do with my systems and my operations on the service side. So in, in terms of how I serve my clients. I am always going to go the extra mile to connect with them and I build that into my process. And so I never just bring on a client. There's always a process of getting to know them in the beginning, making sure we're a really great fit for each other and making sure that once they have joined the, you know, Subbox Systems family, that we know exactly how we're working together, exactly how we're communicating. And so I, I try to set that out from the from the jump that we are, we're connected, right? And that's built into my process. Selena, we were talking before about automated emails, right? And so as we're setting up email automations, I wanna make sure that that connection factor is there and that I'm actually connecting with the folks I'm talking to. Now on the 
family side of that, I, the value of connecting with my family and closest friends, that means that I have structured my business and my career in a way that makes space for the people I care about. And I, I can't say this enough. The reason I do what I do is because of date night. Because my husband and I, the first year of our marriage, made a commitment to date night. And we said, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter if it looks like sitting and studying together or sitting and um, you know watching a movie. We are going to have date night every week and find a way to connect. And so I have structured my business systems in a way that allows me that space for him and also for you know friends and other colleagues I want to connect with. And so that means I have really strong boundaries in place in terms of communication. And I help my clients, I help those that I serve by not reaching out to them after hours because I want them to have that same space and margin in their own lives too. So I would say connection is the biggest one for me. I know that was really long winded. Oh, answer. No. It'll get better. But it was the biggest. No. Yeah, that was, that was perfect actually, because like, so one of the things that I loved that you said is that you, you've thought about your process from the moment you can, you have a first conversation or hear about a lead or you know that initial jumping off start with a potential new client that you've worked you've thought through how communication and this connection that you want to build with them what you want it to look like i think that's that's huge i think so much so much of us so many of us miss that we think oh well when it comes in i'll worry about it but you've developed something that allows a person to know exactly what your expectations are and they're able to feel comfortable in your space and if they don't feel comfortable then they're not going to work with you yeah and it's a win for both of you i love that absolutely yeah and i think that one of the issues we often find is that we are setting up our business operations, whether that means our day-to-day tasks, our annual um, task process. Um, John here in the comments mentioned the idea of time blocking. I think that's a great strategy for setting up your weekly systems and your weekly scheduling. But too often we are take like a reactionary response to that where we say, what's the fire in my business? Let me create some sort of process to put out the fire. What we really wanna do is ask the question, what are the values that I have for my business and for myself? And how do I reflect those through the way I'm running my business on the back end? And so, you know, if every single decision you're making, if every single process you're setting up in your business is only designed to maximize profit, and that is the only consideration you've made, then you're missing out on the opportunity to reflect a lot of your other values. Because my guess is everyone watching, and I know for a fact, Anna and Selena, that for most of us, we are profit while it's at very high up on our list. We want to make money. That's why we're in business. Um, It's not the only reason we're in business. And there are other things that make us up as a person. And we want to reflect those too. So good. Like, you know, the, the, the two things that I'm like, wow, Becky is like my person too, is a connection and, and um, how, when you are connecting with your client, you're knowing that it's a good fit, but how, so then you're not like constantly battling with a client just because you're, you know what I mean? And so that mentally is really, uh, I, I resonate with that because I, I, all of my clients, I like have a really solid client relationship with, and it's, 
you know, they would be the kind of people that I would hang out with if they weren't my clients as well. Like they, I would be in their space. And the second thing that I loved is that, and I need to practice this and Anna is so good at it, is um, how you it's allowed the values of your personal life to kind of also be into the, you know, like having the date nights with your husband and making sure that's important and it's an important part. And, but how you also can utilize that and saying, okay, I can do my date night, but I can incorporate that into my business. So, you know, you're still being with the two things that you love, right. Which is your husband and your, I don't know. I loved it. Yeah. 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 I, well, and it's also what you said. I mean, what you said is you said when you start, instead of putting out the fires, when you take a step back and think, what is it that I am trying to do here? What's the bigger picture? Mm-hmm. You know, I I think that's so that's such that's something that we struggle with, especially entrepreneurs, because we only have so many hours in the day, right? We only have so much time. Yeah. And it's your side hustle and you're working a full-time job, you know, as well as that, then it makes it even more difficult to say, you know what, I'm not gonna put out a fire. I'm gonna take a step back and set up a system or put a process in place where it'll take care of future fires, mm-hmm. you know? And so anyway, I just, I think yeah. I, loved, I loved your response. I think that's, it's perfect. It was yes. perfect. Yeah. Not that there's a, there's a wrong response. In <laughs> right. I mean, like, I love the direction that it went because yeah. I think communication and, and having that value structure is so important, but not something we talk about very often. I mean, you don't want to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Anna, and I really value you being on time. You know, <laughs> not necessarily, right? <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> I like that, Anna. Okay, well, let's move into our toolkit. Yes. Are we? Yeah. Um, okay, so we, we this season actually kind of um, decided we wanted to ask our guests, hey, what do you like to use? And we want to talk about that. And so Becky has talked to us about, so this is something me and Anna don't use. So we're kind of excited to talk to Becky about this. Um, it's Asana. Yeah. In fact, so, I'm not super familiar with it. So I'm excited yeah. to kind of hear yeah. why you chose this as your toolkit, like what it does for you. Yeah. Asana runs my life, friends, I in a really good way. Um, and I actually saw it mentioned earlier in one of the comments, Caitlin said she has maybe too many systems, too many systems, paper, Asana, email. And so we can talk about that for sure, Caitlin, because I think that's a really good point of where are we keeping things. But Asana is essentially a project management tool. And so one way a lot of people like to think about Asana is a customized to-do list. But here's how I want you to think about it. Asana is like your very own personal recipe book for your business. So you are, I want you to think of yourself as a business owner when it comes to your operations, right? How you are researching, creating, and delivering products to your audience. You are like a gourmet chef. You have to essentially recreate the same thing over and over, right? We lived in Philadelphia for a number of years while my husband was on a recruiting assignment. And we had some favorite restaurants, one of which was called Tinto. And there was this one meal we loved there that was this like duck with cranberry sauce. And it was like savory and sweet and just perfect. If we had gone back to Tinto a month later and ordered that and it was a totally different experience, we would have been so bummed out. And that's what we do as business owners is we 
create something amazing. And just like a gourmet chef, we create it over and over and over again for our audience. And Asana is like the recipe book that allows us to do that. So rather than having to remember all the steps of each thing you have to do in your business, what are you doing daily, weekly, monthly, annually? What are you doing when you launch a new product? What are you doing when you bring on a new client? Asana is going to be your place to keep all of those tasks together and to help you track your progress. So it's highly customizable. You can really get as deep as you want to into Asana with things like custom fields and dependencies. But I think a really good starting point is just to plan one ongoing process for your business in Asana. So think to yourself, what's something I do every single month? Like last time I woke up in the middle of the night thinking, oh, did I remember to fill in the blank. What is that blank? And outline that in Asana so that it's living in that space and not in your brain because your brain is where we want you to be thinking about how much you love your customers and your next marketing initiative and the next product. So let's put the steps in Asana and get them out of our brains. I have a question. So, okay, me and Anna are like the lovers of Trello. Would you say Asana is like Trello on steroids, like I've heard that. Like, it, I mean, you use both, so I know you can like kind of help us Trello people know what Asana could be. Yes, so Asana does have a board. So if you think of Trello as boards, right? I want you to think of Asana more as a list. Now, Asana does have a board function mm -hmm. similar to Trello, but it is not as visual. Mm -hmm. So when, when I have clients who use both Asana and Trello, which I do, and I will tell you, all of my clients who use Trello also end up using Asana at some point because they have different functions. Right. Um, Trello, Trello is going to be more visual. So if you put an image in Trello, you'll see it there. Yeah. If you're more creative and visually inspired, it's a nice place to have all of those things. Asana is really a lot more linear um, and is something that is going to help you stay on task. And so one of the things I love about Asana is it gives you a daily to-do list and yeah. it gives you a monthly to-do list where you can move all of your events and reschedule yourself and get organized. And so um, the, the project management functionality, the operations functionality of Asana is a lot deeper than Trello. Now, with that said, I'm not saying dump Trello. Um, Christina here says she really enjoys Trello. And I think you have to use what works for you. So if Trello is working for your business, that's great. I find that if you're setting up standard operating procedures and workflows, Asana is going to be likely the, the place where you'll enjoy doing that a little bit more. And Trello will be more of a place for brainstorming and idea dumps and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I really consider them two, two different things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I, I think that Asana allows you to do that automation that Trello does not necessarily allow you to do by itself. Now you can you can pair like a Trello with like Zapier, which we were talking about earlier, right? But mm -hmm. it sounds like with Asana, you can create all of that into one place without having to use additional systems or, pro mm -hmm. or applications, I guess it's a word. Right, exactly. And so Asana does have a lot in the way of um, getting a little bit more minute into your different tasks and collaboration on tasks. Um, and so it really is a lot more of a linear view, which is helpful for things like recurring tasks. 
So one of the things you can do in Asana without any kind of like, I know in Trello, you can have power ups. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things you can do in Asana is create a recurring task or create a dependent task um, or create a project template where every single month you just go in and say, create my email management project. Here's the date I want to start. And it's going to fill in all of those dates for you. It's going to assign automatically to the folks <laughs> on your team. So, do you yes. see that face? That face just I got excited. <laughs> now, I'm not saying if you are a Trello fanatic, I'm, I'm, and I try to never say Asana is better than Trello because right. I really do believe they're two different tools. Yeah. Trello, yeah. I would not personally use for team management mm -hmm. um, uh, or project management. I would use Trello for um, visual idea storage, for you know, mood boarding and vision boarding and all of that. Um, Asana is what I use, though, in terms of project management um, and task management. No, I have a lot of people and actually one of my other clients, he's so funny, um, like and our team, he want, he did try to incorporate Asana. And I think, you know, you just have to have everybody on the team on board so that it it makes it worth it. And it does. It, I'm, I don't know. I'm not Anna. Don't worry. I'm not saying that I'm going to like bring this into our life next week. Yeah, I have to be honest, like my systems that are put into place are because Selena's like, guess what we're using this week? <laughs> well, and I do think if you're thinking about checking out Asana for yourself and your team, start with it as a leader. And then if you have a larger team, get your key stakeholders on board first. And so you should be using this for a couple of weeks before you expand it to your team. And I'll tell you, one of the things I love about Asana is that I manage my whole life in it at this point, including tasks with my husband. So we use Asana for deployments where we actually schedule out different things that he would have done while he's home. And then we have all the details in there. So I get a reminder in Asana on, you know, the third Friday of March that tells me, go get the oil changed. Oh, by the way, here's an attachment that shows you where to go, how much it should cost. You know, it, yeah. it, you can so kind of get a little deeper in there. Anna's body language just went closer to you I as you talked it. about that. I love this, like, how to honey do list in, yes. in Asana. <laughs> Because what we're doing currently is right. not working. Right. Well, the, the best is now my husband will say, I'll say, hey, babe, can you clean out this part of the garage? And he'll say, is it in a sauna? <laughs> I love that. Okay, yes. you guys, I just want to make sure I'm putting this in the comments and I'm going to bring this up. But Becky actually created a really awesome resource that you can go to her website. And I'm popping it up right here. Um, you can see it in mine or Anna's Facebook, but this is her link right here and you're going to go and grab it. It's free. And I actually did. I downloaded it last night and I was like, oh, it is well put together. And it is like literally like I don't mean this in a it's it's the dummies for Asana. Like she makes it so easy for you to feel comfortable about maybe integrating it. So it's a great resource. So grab it. It's here. It's in the links. So we'll make sure to blast it out this whole week. Um, but yes, so well done. Like, yeah, I was like pouring over into it last night, Becky. And I was like, oh, okay. Like she, uh, I mean, why would you not do it? Yeah. 
Thank no. you. Yeah, and I'll mention that that resource, the Asana Quick Start, is uh, was created for specifically for subscription box owners as mm -hmm. the the folks who it was going to. But it's usable for any business, and so what it's going to do is actually walk you through setting up your Asana account correctly the first time, so you don't have to adjust things later. Uh, it's going to walk you through creating your first project, and so the project we're walking through in this guide is for product fulfillment. So getting your product together and shipping it out, but you can adjust it to fit whatever project you want to implement first. So maybe it's your monthly social media scheduling system, or maybe it's your monthly financial reporting, whatever it is, you can set it up in Asana. And one of the things I love is there is a hack, one of my favorite hacks in this guide for creating ongoing project templates without having to pay for premium membership at Asana. So if you want to save some cash, I'll show you how to do that too. That's what Anna likes to hear. Save <laughs> money. I do. All of these systems, sometimes it just rack up in terms of cost. But, you know, so you really have to really be thoughtful about what you're doing um, and, and how they're going to work together. So I love that you have this quick start. I think it will help people understand better the process. And I didn't check before if they have like a free trial or they allow you a certain amount of time to test it out. But I'm sure that there is because they all do. So there's actually a totally free plan. You can use Asana for free forever. And there are some features you won't be able to access that I think are really nice for growing businesses. And as you get deeper into Asana, you will probably want them. But if you're happy with the free level of Asana, and you know I, there are hacks for working within it, like I share in the guide, you can use Asana for free forever. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. It's a, again, I think some beginning entrepreneurs need that free portion to be able yeah. to get started and to start to get their systems in place. So that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And and again, I'm just going to re I'm just saying this is uh, that is what uh, about Becky's resource that I loved was that it wasn't just specific just to like every like there were steps that she provided that could be anything. So don't allow that the subscription box verbiage to steer you away from her resource because it's good stuff. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. All right. Okay. Yeah. So we're we're gonna jump in. We're gonna jump into our one big question. Not that we haven't been totally talking about systems this whole time. But we're gonna jump into our one big question before we do. I loved something you said earlier. So I'm just gonna pop it up here because I wrote it down. Think yeah. of yourself as a gourmet chef when you're creating systems. Create something amazing over and over again for your clients. I loved that. That visual in my head when you were talking about this amazing dinner, I was thinking, oh, I, you know, I can relate with that in terms of wanting to deliver this gourmet plate to my clients mm -hmm. over and over again. I don't ever want it to be that crappy cheese and cracker plate where there's a fly sitting on top, right? Yes. You don't want that. <laughs> so anyway, so with that in mind, here's our big question for you today. Um, how do you know you have the right systems in place and are being the most efficient you can be? Kind of a big question. <laughs> it is a big question and an important question. And so I have three main areas that I like to start at when we are doing essentially a systems audit, when we are saying, are my systems working? And the answer is going to change for your business depending on 
all of the things, right? Depending on what year of business you're in, depending on you know how your week is going, there are always adjustments. There's no such thing as a, a perfect operation. We are always moving and changing. But there are three things that you can ask yourself about when you're thinking about what you want to adjust and improve in your backend business systems and how you're operating your business. So the things I, I really want to encourage you to look at are deadlines, decisions, and delight. And I'll break those down a little for you. And as I am, I'd love to hear from everyone who's tuning in which of these resonates most as like the area you would want to dive into if you were going to streamline and get better organized in your business systems. So deadlines. One of the key indicators that your systems are good is that you are not always hustling. You're not always behind deadline. You are not always overwhelmed. You are not waking up in the middle of the night wondering what you forgot to do. You are not absolutely drowning in work and having to skip dinner, skip date night, skip time with friends and family. So deadlines are a really good indicator of how your business operations are functioning. If you're really struggling in the area of deadlines, if you, like so many of us, are feeling overwhelmed consistently, if you are feeling like you're always just scrambling to get things done and just the to-do list is a million miles long, then there are a couple of business systems you want to look at. One is automations. So what can you automate and take yourself out of it? What can you rely on technology to take care of for you so you can stop doing it manually? The other is workflows. And that's where Asana comes in and can be really helpful is do I have a clear step-by-step -step process for the things I'm doing in my business. Um, and that also goes along with standard operating procedures, right? Do I know the exact steps for completing one task? Um, and then finally, project management. If you have a thousand projects going on at once and you don't know what the next step is in any of them, then that might be a good area to kind of dig in um, when you're thinking about your business operations. So deadlines is the first one. Um, so if you you know raise your hand and you're like, that's me, I need you to know you're not alone. <laughs> We've all been there um, and this can fluctuate, right? So there are busy seasons. Yeah. I am not opposed to hustle. I know that a lot of folks right now are in on the camp of like, don't hustle, right? But I think hustle is natural and normal for business owners and something that is kind of innate and we can't always squash. So I don't, what I mean by this like deadline segment is not, are you working hard or are you in a busy season? I mean, are you consistently in your business behind schedule or feeling like you're behind schedule or feeling like you've got to work incredibly hard to make just basic day-to-day -day things happen? So that's deadlines. Um, the oh, other, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I. you know what, just how you just said it, like by giving the deadline, but it gives you this measurable um, baseline, right? To say, like you just said, like, when you get to the deadline, are you so behind? Are you? Oh, I love that. Okay, sorry. Continue. Yeah, I just no, want to okay. Stop me at any time because guys, I'll talk about this forever, and I <laughs> promised that I wasn't going to. 
Um, so deadlines is number one. So I, if your systems are on point, deadlines are not a problem for you. You are not constantly overwhelmed, constantly hustling. Um, if your systems are on point, if your systems are running correctly and set up well, then decisions are not a problem for you. And so uh, when I mean that, I mean that when I say that, I mean that you know what decisions are in front of you right now, what decisions need to be made in your business. And you have all the data you need to make those decisions. And so if you, I, I'm not negating the power of gut instinct or the power of mindset, but I think that the thing that drives both of those should be data. And so if you are making decisions only ever from your gut, if you're only ever making decisions based on a feeling, or if you don't even know what decisions need to be made, if you're like at the point in your business where you're saying something's not right, something's not working, something's got to change, I don't know what it is, then this decision making area is probably one that is lacking in systems and process and operations. Um, and so when we think about the things that drive this, we're thinking about data. So do you have a good system for tracking the data in your business, like actual data, like how many people are visiting your website? What percentage of them buy from you? Um, what's your average customer lifetime value? All of these things. Um, dashboards. Do you have a clear visual place to see all of that data in your business? And then, of course, financial planning. Um, and so all of those things go into the decision making segment of our business operations. And so if you are feeling overwhelmed by decisions, like you don't know how to make them without just kind of you know, giving it the wind test and, you know, making your best educated guess. Or if you don't even know what decisions are ahead of you, you don't have a plan for decision making. And um, then that's probably an area that could use a little love when it comes to your business systems. That is so, that's, yeah, that is so good. Like, that's not even something I had thought about in terms of like, one of the ways to know that you have a good system in place is do I have the data to back up the things I'm doing? the directions I'm going, the decisions I'm making, do I have that data? For me, the answer is probably no, and not at least not in a way where I would feel really good being like, hey, I have, you know, I have something I could hand over to an investor potentially, yeah. you know? So this, this one really resonates with me in terms of like stopping and stepping back and going, huh, you know, I'm a lot of times I don't, I like to do the creative output and I don't like have to think about that back end you know, data-driven foundation blocks of building my business. So this was really, this was a good reminder. Thank you. That was great. Deadline and decisions. Okay. Okay. Your third one. Sorry. I, let's go. I'm, I I really like this. <laughs> I know. You want to say to Anna and to everyone else who's tuning in with us and listening, you're not alone in feeling a little bit disconnected from your data within your business. And the reality is a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners are visionaries and they're creative. And this doesn't, this isn't something that occurs even to most of us to think about. And so I would say starting small is key here, right? Don't, I don't want anyone to leave this and feel like, oh my gosh, my business systems are a mess. We've got to start from, you know, scrap, scrap the whole thing and start over. That's not it. The question is, and I just posted about this yesterday on my Instagram, actually, 
it, perfection and nothing are not the only two options in your business. It's not like you either have perfect systems or no systems. We are always just taking tiny steps. So if the decision-making area is a particular operational struggle for your business right now, I would say take a step back and a good first step forward is just to ask, what are the three things, three pieces of data that I want to start tracking in my business? Yeah. The three things I want to look at. Yeah. I literally, yeah. yeah, I literally just pin and paper in hand wrote that down. So if yeah. like I wasn't paying attention, it's because I was like, I got to write that down. Because <laughs> I love that idea so much. I think we put so much onus on ourselves to be on top of everything. And I know you can hire out to do that. But again, you know, I, I feel for these budding entrepreneurs that don't have the funds to hire out everything right. and have to be on top of it. Mm -hmm. So I love that idea that it's not perfection or you're, or nothing at all, that you're those baby steps in between, we're all going to be in one of those areas and that's okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so last one, because I know we're um I'm probably keeping everyone longer no, than we can, but we excited. We love it. Um, <laughs> the very last area and probably the most important is delight. So we talked about deadlines and decisions, but there's also delight. And that is really critical because you did not build a business or start and launch a business so that you can be miserable. And so the question we want to know when we're thinking about delight within our business operations is this. Am I enjoying working in my business within my zone of genius? Am I primarily doing work that brings me joy? And is that work translating to the joy my audience or customers are experiencing? And so if you are in your business and doing all of the things, um, then this might mean that we need to look at staffing or organizational strategy or outsourcing. Um, it might mean you need some systems in place to get some of that off your plate. Now, if if the if you're delighted, right, let's say you're running your business and you're delighted, you're loving how things are going, but your customers aren't super delighted, then maybe we need a little bit of strategy when it comes to product research and product delivery and customer service and getting some systems in place for for those areas. Um, and so we want you to be happy. We want your customers to be happy. If anyone on either side of that equations are equation are not feeling delight, then it's time to step back and say, okay, what's not working operationally? What process do we need to improve here? I, you yeah. know, so Anna and I just incorporated, she has a mentor and, um, and, and I love the new thing, but I almost feel like now we need to add a decision data delight uh category for when we are doing our projects because it will remind yeah. i love this is that is good stuff i i, I know i'm like sending really, like a record but just it is good stuff no it, but it was really pertinent to literally every piece of the business process as yeah. you're when you bring in a new client mm -hmm. you know do you have the data to show them what you can do um, are you making and are you making decisions based off of that? Are they enjoying their experience? That last one, delight, you know, really hits home. Like yeah. if you're having fun, but your clients aren't, there's a problem. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if your clients are having a great time and you're miserable, something has to change. Yeah. And then, and then the first one that you said, which was deadlines. Like I love the idea that if you're constantly scrambling, first of all, for me personally. If I'm constantly scrambling, I feel yeah. like there's chaos 
And if there's chaos, I am not having fun. Like I am not, I am not settled. I'm not at peace with what's happening. I can't function at my optimum capacity. So right there, if there's, you know, if, if that deadlines process and automations process isn't set for me, I know that the other two, well, maybe the data is fine, but the delight is definitely not there. So they're all, they all intertwine. And, and yes, like literally every step of the way going through those three things, I think could really help people determine, well, if they have the right system in place and if they're being efficient with it, I mean, which is the exact question we asked you. So brilliant answer. (laughs) Well, and I want to say this too. And, you know, Anna, I think you have a really good point about the fact that these are all interconnected. Mm -hmm. And so when we hear something like this and, and we hear, okay, am I struggling in my deadlines, decisions, or delight areas? the answer might be yes, yes, and yes, because they're all interconnected. So I would say, try not to get overwhelmed by this. Try yeah. again, you're not, the the goal here is not start from scratch and rebuild the wheel. I would like for everyone listening, you know, as a next step to just step back and say, okay, which of these resonates the most? Am I most struggling when it comes to deadlines? Am I most struggling when it comes to decisions? Or am I most struggling when it comes to delight? And yeah. then let's, Let's start there. What's one small thing you can do this month to improve how your business is functioning when it comes to those areas? No, I love that you broke it down in a way that you can like, you know, you can compartmentalize for yourself, right? Like, hey, and then you can measure each area and so that you can tackle what is lacking. Like you said, I mean, you just gave each component a measurable factor and I I absolutely love it because like I think when you're a solopreneur you're just like an octopus right you're just like and sometimes you need that system to kind of like zone you back in and this isn't but yeah this is fantastic seriously yeah so I'm gonna put right now at the bottom in that ticker zone exactly what Becky just said Mm -hmm. what's one small thing you can do this month to help your business run more smoothly like if for whoever's watching right now, I'd be really curious, what did this inspire for you? Like in terms of looking at your systems, because I know there's always something in the back of our head. Like for me right now is workflows. I want to set up some workflows to free up some of my time that I spend because I, I do like to, <clears throat> excuse me. And when we were talking backstage, we were talking about how Selena loves to do this zap to create these automated emails. And I'm like, I can create that email in three minutes, girl. Like, why are we spending four hours trying to figure out this automation process? But really in the long run, the automation is going to save us time in the moment. It might not, but in the long run, it's going to. So I feel you in that. And sometimes I have to be reminded of why I'm doing this. This is the long-term vision, not the short term necessarily, you know, so anyway, yes. yes. What one thing you can do this month? I'm going to make that. That's going to be one of my social media posts this week. Yeah. I might go do a DDD post that says, hey, yes, I'm talking about this for me. And I'm going to see, you know what I mean? And I, I, yeah. I can't I, wait to see it. Yeah. And this is why I think we love having guests on that run their own business. And like we get to sit together and kind of like learn from each other. And definitely that is what has happened with today Becky is like absolutely you 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 can implement this in any business really yes 
I think people need to hire Becky to come into their business and just talk about systems like with staff because I think this could be a thing, Becky, because that I literally am thinking of every client like, yeah, they could totally this could be good for them, too. Like, you know, anyway, well, I think it's I mean, you guys, if you think about it, it's because we're not experts in everything. Right. So when you're trying to start your own business, lots of times you forget. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I forgot. I need to be tracking that or I need to know that or I need to have something in place just in case this happens. I mean. And, and so then the fire comes and now you're putting out the fire going, oh, why didn't I think about that before? Yeah. And then you're not delighted in everything that you're doing. So zero <laughs> delight there. Yeah. And I will say, and Selena, you mentioned it, you know, there are phenomenal integrators and online business managers, operations professionals like myself who can come into your business and do this with you, whether that looks like, um, you know, some of the free resources that I have available over at BeckyHoy.com, or even if you're hiring someone, um, you don't have to do this alone. There's support at every level. So if you're just starting out and having paid operations support is not something that's a fit for your financial plan, then at least take the, the step of getting connected with folks who are thinking in this area so that you can build some of those foundations in on the front side. And don't be shy, like D DM me, DM me and say, hey, I'm struggling with XYZ. And I'd love to chat with you about what you're doing operationally and hear from you, you know, where where's your struggle, deadlines, decisions, or delay? Like what what stood out to you in this too? And I think what I love when, when people give like a little kind of a free resource, it really just gives a little insight to like, if I if I actually hire this person or if I like pay for their services, I kind of know what I'm going to be getting. You know what I mean? So I love that you provide one. And just having you on today, I'm like, man, I'm going to I don't know if you guys have it, just. Yeah, um, we might be having a discovery call soon, Becky. <laughs> well, and there's lots happening on the gram and Facebook, too. So I would say you know, as much as you can can be thinking in this area in your business, whether you've got someone on your team or you don't, you this is something you can DIY yourself with a little bit of effort. And so the biggest thing is just don't ignore it, right? Yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's not perfection or nothing. So don't choose nothing. Choose, you know, something in the middle there. Yeah. Do not Call ignore it. Right? Yes, um, don't ignore it. Yeah, yeah that's so good. Okay, we can talk to Becky all day long, but if we do, then this is going to be a very long show. <laughs> We're going to uh, move on. If you did not get the three golds that she just delivered on that espresso shot, deadlines, data, yeah. delight. Yes. Um, you know, I uh, those are gold, 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 gold. But okay. Yeah. We're going to move in real quick to this new segment we brought on. It's a uh, tip jar. And actually we just talked to Becky about this on the, you know, in backstage about how like um, hiring and having, but we had Caitlin on. She's also my CPA. I love her and I don't know uh, what I would do without her, but this is a little tip to kind of end our show here is she suggested set yourself an appointment every month for bookkeeping, block this time out on your calendar and make it non-negotiable for your business and I think that is super important. And I was not, I will tell you, this is not my delight, Becky, like <laughs> at all. I don't. But such an important system to have into place, right? Yeah. Is to manage your bookkeeping every month. Yes. This is the data that Becky was talking about too, is like, 
you know, Kaylin captures the data for me and gives it to me in the way that I can just read a report and go, oh, and I can make decisions on what I need to do for my business or uh, like, oh, okay, I have extra funds. I can get this course so I can learn about this too. You know what I mean? This is what she allows us to do. And that gives me delight. Like, so the other part that I don't like to thank me delight, but this is our little tip. Um, and I know uh, Becky mentioned that this is her, this is her non-negotiable is that she has her person um, that she loves, that she does. So would yeah. you agree with the D? Oh, absolutely. I, in my business, I, my bookkeeper, my accountant is one of my favorite people in my life because <laughs> I don't enjoy putting those documents together. Wow. And so having that is such a key piece of keeping that decision segment of my operations really fluid. Like I don't have to procrastinate putting these documents together. And so that's been really, that is for me, the, the first person I brought onto my team, but also having the, I love this very specific tip that Caitlin shared of having a non-negotiable time on your calendar to look at it because it's not helpful if you are pulling the information or having someone else pull this information for you and not using it to make decisions. Uh, so I think that's really powerful stuff. Right? Yeah. What she, what Becky just said, if you're not yeah. looking at it, you're, you, you're not making actual decisions based on how your numbers are operating. You're doing the whole like when to the, the thing, that, that thing, you know? Yeah, um, and, and even just taking a step back, if you're not tracking it right now, if you're if you've got a if you've got a shoebox full of receipts and you're going to get to it later, you're going to be very very sad coming come April fifteenth this year. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Tell everybody where they can find you, all the things. Yeah, on Instagram and Facebook, you can find me at Real Becky Hoy and also at BeckyHoy.com online. And if you want to check out my product-based business, the deployment countdown box for military spouses, it is at Brave Crate on Instagram and Facebook. So I would love to connect with you. Yes, I highly recommend following, even just for the tips that she provides on a weekly basis for all these systems-based things, and just a reminder about those processes. And clearly today, I mean, just words of wisdom that came out of her mouth that I think we just all need to hear. So go give her a like and a follow on all the different areas and check out our website and download our resource. And if you don't have a system in place, try Asana. There's a free version and she's got a quick start guide. So there's like zero excuses for not going out and doing that. You can find that DMs. Leave a comment and say I'm struggling and she'll probably throw more nuggets at you guys that didn't get here. <laughs> disappointed. Like I want the nuggets too. I know. <laughs> So I follow her religiously yes. on Instagram for all the good things. So yes. um, all right. We're so we're closing out our 15-ish minute coffee chat. Yeah. Uh, we are under an hour. So I'm gonna say <laughs> despite us trying to go down to 30 minutes, it's not working out so well, but that's okay because I think we had so much good information from our show today. For sure.
Next week, we have Sarah and Kevin Wardell, who are owners and the chief shenaniganizers of Bergamot Wine Company. I'm excited. This is like one of the funnest couples I've ever met in the entire world. Even if you just go check out the Bergamot Wine Company Instagram, like the fun videos and things that they do, it is not your normal marketing team. They are not your normal wine company. They make things fun. And we're going to talk about just that whole partnership with a husband and wife ownership and kind of how they split the work and how that all works out. And, you know, it's a wine company. Yeah. I love that. And so you can have a glass of wine. <laughs> right? Yes. Um, don't forget, you can find Selena and I at AnnaSelena.com, um, Facebook, YouTube, and subscribe on all of them. Yeah. Oh, and podcast right, platform. All right, guys. Thank you so much, Becky. And we are so grateful for your so, time. Yeah, so, Becky, thank you. Yes. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I feel like Anna is like, I don't know what's happening. I'm like, Anna. There's a delay. Whatever reason, there's a delay on my end. So I'm like, click. It's not working. Click, click, <laughs> click. And I apologize. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, Becky, thank you again from Anna and I. We're so grateful for your time. We will see you backstage for a quick hot minute. But you guys, thanks for tuning in. And we hope that you had a great time with Becky. Grab her resource. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye, guys.